Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. And welcome to her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast. It's season two, and I'm so grateful to be bringing this podcast to you with incredible women sharing their stories and learning what they do and how they are impacting the world. If this is your first time listening in, I want to welcome you. And if you've been listening for a while now, welcome back. And thank you so much for your support. I'm your host, Leslie, and I'm excited to be speaking with my next guest, Lynette Williams, who's helping me start off 2024 with a brand new series around looking back and moving forward. Lynette is a wife and homeschooling mama living her best life in Florida. She loves Jesus and is all about iced lattes and sunny days. She's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs find both purpose and profits in their businesses As a social media coach and strategist, she is on a mission to empower individuals to thrive in the digital world. Her passion lies in supporting faith-based holistic wellness, combining the power of social media with the spiritual guidance of the Holy Spirit. Lynette firmly believes that success isn't about sacrificing family time or adventures. It's about finding a balance that allows us to nurture our loved ones, explore life's adventures, and still run thriving businesses. Her journey is a testament to this balance, and she's committed to sharing the insights she's gained along the way. I absolutely love your mission and what you're doing, Lynette, and I am really happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Leslie. I'm excited to be here. Before we get started, tell us a little bit more about the personal side of you, and then we're going to dive into what you do. We'll also talk a little bit about what you've learned over the last 12 months and what's next for your life and business. Okay, awesome. Well, I feel like the intro pretty much summed me up to a T. You know, I have been married to my best friend for 17 years. We have three amazing, beautiful daughters. And right now, Life is just looking pretty busy, but in a fun way. Uh, We homeschool, so that keeps me busy. But then we also have lots of extracurricular activities that the girls and I are involved in. Church, obviously, being one of them, but also we are a huge softball family. So a lot of our weekends are spent at the softball fields. And we practice several times a week, too. But everything that we do, we do together as a family. That's how we've always been. And I just really, I love that for us, my husband and I, we really find it to be important to have a strong nuclear family and to be a strong foundation for our children, just to be present and to be uh, very much involved in their lives, you know? So we try to bring that into everything that we do. So obviously I'm home with them all day, every day, but then my husband is when he's not working, he's very much involved with their sports as well. And so we get to really experience life together as a family. That's how it's always been. Our girls are very close in age. 
So even just like having kids was a season and then seeing them grow up together has just been such a joy for us. And I just look forward to continuing to be their mom and watching them grow. It's by far the most fulfilling job that I've ever had to be their mom and their teacher. It's a very big responsibility that I take very seriously, but also just it reaps so many blessings in my life that I really wouldn't want it to be any other way. It's a labor of love, but I do feel like I am definitely receiving so many good things from it that I just, I love it. I just, I love homeschooling. I love uh, watching my kids grow up. I love teaching them. I love spending as much time with them as I possibly can because, you know, one day they're going to grow up and get married and have families of their own. And so now we're just really in a season of pouring into them and helping them develop from children into young adults. I love that. I love that family is so important to you. I truly do agree with you that those family bonds, especially as your children are growing up, you're not always going to have that time together. Doesn't mean you won't have that connection, but you won't always have that quality time that you have now that you are actually cultivating, making sure that you, your husband, your, and your children, you're spending as much time together, creating those bonds so that even when they do go out and you know, have families of their own. They know that they've had a great model of what a, a great family looks like and they can pull upon that and they can, you can still then start having these even bigger family gatherings because then you'll have grandchildren. So I love that. So I want to talk to you about your business because I really, again, we've known each other a few months and well, a little bit more than a few months, I should say. But what I love is that you have such an inspiring outlook on that the blending of family, faith, and business. So can you tell us about your journey to finding this balance and fulfilling lifestyle? Absolutely. So it's funny because I refer to myself as an accidental entrepreneur. It really wasn't something that I sought out to do. I really just had the intention of getting married and starting a family and pouring everything I had into my family. And that was really all I saw for myself for a long time. And it just so happened that one day God just called me and said, I want you to start a business. And at the time, it was very terrifying for me. It was literally the last thing that I wanted to do. I felt like I had worked very hard to create the life that I wanted. And it seemed almost as soon as I had gotten everything that I thought I desired, that God was like, oh, by the way, here's this other piece that I know that you weren't considering or even thinking about, but now I'm opening that door for you. And so I walked through and it was an experience for sure. I would say the first year was probably the hardest because you spend that first year kind of figuring out what it is that you want to do and who you want to be as a business owner. And how do you even start your own business? Like if you're like me, I wasn't researching. This wasn't my plan. I didn't have an idea of even what I wanted. So it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of trial and error, and just figuring it out as I went. So maybe some of your listeners can relate to that. Uh, maybe some of them were better prepared than me <laughs> for entrepreneurship, but I literally started from nothing. I knew nothing about business. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I was passionate about health and wellness, and I was passionate about helping others. 
That's really all I came to the table with. Everything else, I sort of figured out along the way. It kind of was the same way for me when I decided to focus and niche on social media marketing because I've never even had any social media aside from Facebook from back in my college days. And I had, I think, like 187 friends on Facebook, even though I'd been on the platform for about 15 years, more or less, when I started my business. Because I also started in my mid-30s, which is, you know, if you are familiar with Gen Z these days, like these kids are coming out and like taking YouTube and TikTok by storm before they're even old enough to drink, right? So it's it's a completely different generation. I kind of felt like the old person in the college classroom, so to speak, you know, but I was like, well, I'm here. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm just going to do the best that I can. So why social media? I think I just felt like I could impact more people and I wouldn't be limited to the area that I was geographically. When I started my business, I lived in a very small town. We've since moved, but when I started and for the first four years of my business, I lived in a one light town, literally one light. Like Everybody knew everybody. It was very small. I would have to drive a long distance to get to a nearby city. So for me, it just seemed like location, if I tried to do an in-person business, would have been more challenging. So I decided to go to the digital route. I decided to use social media to help me expand my reach. And in so doing, I mean, I now have clients from around the world, like literally multiple continents, which would not have been possible if it wasn't for the internet, right? And being able to do Zoom calls and have those connections, make those connections, meet people I never would have met because distance isn't really a factor online. That's the one thing that I really love about the internet is that it can bring people together who normally would never have met each other. Yeah. And that's such, I'm like you in the beginning too. I had absolutely no clue, but unlike you, I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I felt like I could do it by myself. So I was one of those people that I struggled for a couple of years because I was doing all the things like my hand was in every, you know, everything that came across my feed was like, oh, I got to try that. Oh, a little bit of that. And I just overwhelmed myself. So I can completely relate to like being a little bit less prepared, but I love the fact that he did come knocking. He got you ready. You really were able to have that, that family life really dialed in. You knew the, how much and, and how important it was. And then you were able to go on to that next piece of the puzzle, which he knew, you know, of course he has given us all, all tools and, uh, skill sets and gifts that we get to go out into the world to use, but it's allowing, like you were saying, allowing him to lead you, not being afraid to go and step into something that you weren't prepared for. And look at you now. I mean, you're doing really great. So I love your story. So Thanks. now as a social media coach, you're focused particularly now, I believe on faith-based businesses, right? So what unique opportunities or challenges do you see for entrepreneurs like these men and women in the wellness space? Yeah. So for a lot of kingdom entrepreneurs, if that label applies to you, sometimes the struggles are very similar across the board with entrepreneurship. But when you bring a faith aspect into it, then it can sometimes get a little bit jumbled. We want to make sure that 
what we're doing is actually glorifying to God and what he wants us to do, right? Sometimes in entrepreneurship, it can become self-centered, like make more money for yourself and grow bigger and all of these things. So there's that aspect of it. And I think that's something that I had to work through in the very beginning also. And I read faith-based entrepreneur books just to help me get in the mindset of like, it is okay as a Christian to build wealth, right? It is okay as a Christian to be a business owner. It is okay as a Christian to make plans for finances and do all of those things. So I would always tell anybody who is considering starting a business, whether you're a faith-based business owner or not, because my business didn't start off as as faith-based either. Although I am, it was originally a secular business because I wanted to be able to help everybody, right? And that's one of the lessons that you'll learn in entrepreneurship too, that you cannot help everybody. You actually do have a niche and it's not just what you do, but it's also how you do it, right? And who you do it for. So having an open mind around creating a niche and definitely focusing on your mindset are the two biggest things that I would say, get that straight, get very clear on that, become very confident in your mindset, become very confident in your brand and in the perfect person for you and for your business. And then everything else you'll find is going to fall into place and become so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like you. Everything that I do, I know comes from God. Like I know that. I mean, everything I, I look to him to help me to figure out next steps, to help me figure out who in my life might be someone I could ask for help, especially if I'm I don't know, I would say struggling, but maybe I'm trying to figure out answers and they're not coming to me immediately. Today, I actually, for the first time created, well, I didn't create it, but I went through a process through someone I had met through you, Elise Smith, and she has a downloadable for having that brainstorming session with God. And I just thought it was incredible. So that's what I ended up doing was going through and having a brainstorming session with God today. Like I've been going through and of course doing my daily scripture reading and and Bible study, but I went through today and actually did a brainstorming session with him. And I just thought it was incredible. So I love the fact, again, you have a niche, you're right. And you do have your skills and there are people who you want to help, but it's like, you're right. You can't help everyone. Uh, There are a lot of people on this planet anyways, and if you were trying to help everyone, there would be no quality of life. But I think it's really recognizing that we don't have to help everyone. There is enough of us out there that are wanting to help other people that we can do it together. And I think that's really important. Yes. Yes, it's very true. So can you walk us through what the coaching process typically looks like for one of your clients? Like what key social strategies or guidance that you provide? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that I do differently than most social media marketers is I don't, I don't really impress upon my clients to just create more and more and more content. I really try to get them to create less content, but focus more on the quality, right? So quality over quantity for me when it comes to social media marketing, because The algorithm is such that it really looks at engagement. Engagement is the key. And so just creating more content that is falling on deaf ears actually hurts your algorithm more than it helps it, right? 
So, and if you notice that if you ever have created a viral piece of content on Facebook or Instagram, it keeps getting that engagement, sometimes for several days, sometimes for weeks, depending on if the algorithm still sees it as relevant and highly popular or on trend, whatever it's looking for in that moment for content that is being shared, right? So you're actually doing your business a favor when you create less content, but really increase and improve the quality of what you're putting out there. So that's one thing that I do that's completely different than a lot of other marketers. Also, I will focus on low budget ads. It's very easy to spend a lot of money on Facebook and Instagram and advertising and not see a return. So I always recommend to my clients, let's start small. Let's start with a low budget and you can always increase it as you go, but also Just let the ad do its job in bringing new people to your already existing content. This especially works great on Instagram because Instagram is so easy to advertise on. It's basically the equivalent of boosting a post on Facebook. If you've ever done that before, that's literally what advertising on Instagram is. It's just boosting a post. So my strategy for Instagram specifically is to create a 12 post grid that acts as an interactive sales page. So what I mean by that is you let your grid be nice and clean, but give your audience all of the information that they need in order to make an educated buying decision from you. So I create different posts for, let's say like prospecting, right? You really want to pull in your ideal clients. So let's have posts that speak directly to your ideal clients that are going to get their attention. Then we create content that is very much targeted towards engagement. Carousels work great to create that engagement on Instagram because it does take more time to go through all of the slides on your posts. So that's an easy way to build that engagement on your account. And the algorithm sees that, notices it, and loves it. Then you want to get into a little bit further down the buying funnel and consider consideration, which is Why should somebody buy from you, right? You actually need to eloquently communicate the benefits and features of your business and why you're the right choice for someone. And last but not least, we need conversion content, content that speaks to people where they are right now and gives them a desire to purchase, a desire to get on the phone with you, a desire to download your lead magnet, whatever that looks like for your business, right? But taking your audience through that flow is the best way to convert your cold traffic into a warm audience for you and eventually buyers. So obviously the goal with social media is to get somebody's email address so that you can continue to nurture that lead via emails. So making sure that you are accomplishing this is the first and most important thing that you can do when marketing your business on social media. So I actually really came around to liking Instagram much more than I ever thought I would because it is so much easier. It is so much faster to really create that grid for yourself versus Facebook because Facebook doesn't operate the same way that Instagram does, right? So you create that grid for yourself on Instagram and then you could just boost those posts and it's constantly going to bring more people to your account. And you set it and you forget about it because it's doing its job. 
right? As long as you are targeting your ideal clients and the right prospects and giving them the opportunity to binge your content and every piece of content is thoughtful, it's planned out, it's high quality, you really can't mess it up. And what I especially like about it being a creative entrepreneur is that it doesn't tie my hands in terms of creating content on the fly or being inspired to share a story or create a reel because I really like this new audio that just came out and is trending, right? You still have full flexibility and full creative license to go crazy in reels, share stories all the time, and it helps you. It doesn't hurt you, but you're not having to constantly create time-consuming content for your grid. Because let's just be honest, creating content for Instagram takes longer than Facebook. They're just two different platforms. And it takes a while to really figure out the ins and outs of the platform. It's not just like, okay, I created an account and I'm going to go viral. Like, No, people who create content for TikTok, they study TikTok and they get to know the algorithm. And they're all about that platform. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with Facebook, same thing with Instagram. So start with the platform that you're most comfortable with, that you know the best, get that up and running and performing the way that you want it to perform before you add a second and do the same thing with that second platform before you add a third. It can be really tempting to just want to put your business in all the places. But remember what I said earlier, that if the algorithm is not picking up what you're putting down, to simply create more content, more content, more content, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. And one of the things that you didn't mention, which is really important, is that you also have another unique approach to when you work with your clients. Because I've worked uh, alongside you a couple of times. And what I loved about your process is I wasn't an Instagram lover. I actually detested being on Instagram because I felt like it was just too hard to, um, to figure out like, what is this platform where people are posting images with text and then they're, they're doing lives and they're doing reels and carousels and all of this stuff. And I was trying to figure out like, how do I even work this platform? What I really love about the, my interaction with you is you don't just talk about the platform itself. You actually go a little deeper behind the scenes. You'll open the curtain and you'll say, okay, this is what it really looks like when you are on Instagram, you're prospecting, or you are making sure that you're getting your grid set up. You, you go behind the scenes. You do a little bit more than just show someone like the ins and outs of putting posts and carousels and Instagram lives and reels and things like that. You really go a little bit, a little step further or a lot further, I should say. So I want us to like our audience to recognize that too. Like if they ever are looking to work with you, there is that additional aspect, that layer, that it, it it's really more personalized in a way that the person feels like they're getting extra, even though it, this is the course outline they're getting or the, the program outline this, they're getting extra because you're going and saying, okay, but now you understand the why behind why you're doing this. And this is an extra piece of it. And the, the timing and the algorithm and how it works and, and all of those things. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because I, again, learned to love Instagram, which I never knew would be possible for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, yes, because when we talk about prospecting and we talk about engaging and attracting your ideal clients, they're going to buy you before they buy anything from you. So, so oftentimes 
we might be trying to sell our business from behind the door, so to speak. You know, like all people can see is like your little toes sticking out and you're just wanting to push your product or your service or whatever it is because you're so passionate about it and you love it so much and all the things. But you really need to let your audience get to know you, get to know who you are, get them to like you and trust you as an individual, as a human being. And then it becomes so much easier to make recommendations that are really going to be beneficial and helpful for them that they may not receive as quickly or with as much, you know, open arms if they didn't know you and they didn't know that you truly care. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So let's reflect a little bit on the last year, like on your last year. So reflecting over this past year, 2023, what's the biggest lesson or insight you've gained personally and professionally? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Okay. So let's see. Professionally, it would definitely be to just be yourself, be real, be authentic, and be you. Because that's ultimately how you're going to attract your tribe. It's just so true that if you put on a persona, the relationships and the connections you make are also going to be superficial. But if you can actually truly love yourself and who you are and what you stand for and have confidence, your confidence is what's going to attract the ideal clients for you and friends and everything about your life is going to have those deep roots. And it's not going to be superficial because you're not hiding behind a facade. You're not hiding behind the door. You're actually being brave enough to be rejected for who you are instead of being accepted for who you're not. Because ultimately, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. And that's not real. So if you want real connections, you want real friendships, you want real clients who are going to love you and praise you and come back for repeat business, it starts with you. It starts with you loving who you are, being confident in who God made you to be, and also at the same time, being okay with other people not liking you for that. Because it's just confirmation that they're not your person. When you can get to that place, everything becomes so much easier because it's just like, yeah, I show up and I'm me and I say what I say and I do what I do and I believe what I believe. And at the end of the day, you can take it or leave it. But if you take it, I know that you're truly accepting of me. And that is the groundwork, the foundation for a lasting relationship, a lasting connection. And how about personally? Have you noticed anything kind of stand out to you? Oh, so personally for me, it's definitely just comes back to my family. It just comes back to why I started my business in the first place, which is another thing that every entrepreneur has to unpack and really be able to communicate. Right. And so for me, it's always been about my family. So after five years being in business, you know, I, got to a place personally in my life where my kids are getting older and it's taking longer to homeschool. And I had to make a choice whether I wanted to continue saying no to extracurricular activities, field trips, just having that freedom and flexibility with my time, or if I wanted to continue to just put work first. And so that might look differently for every entrepreneur, depending on the season that you're in. There's definitely a time and a place to develop that commitment to your business and commitment to your brand and commitment to your clients. And that is fantastic. For me, 
I just got to the point where I was just like, you know, I think after five years, I really want to start saying yes to my family more and not just focus on business so much. And I it started off with like a short break. I just took the summer off. And then I just, after the summer, I didn't want to give that up again. I didn't want to put my family on the back burner to focus on my business. And I went to my husband and we talked about it and we looked at the numbers and it was just like, yeah, it's fine. It makes sense. You know, as our children are getting older and the time that I have to spend with them is slipping away, that just became more important to me. Right. And my business hasn't really suffered for it. Like, again, going back to having those connections and having those relationships with ideal clients. Like, if they need me, they know how to get in touch with me and I'm here for them. So, it's really, truly has been a blessing. And I'm just having so much fun. Like, I'm having so much fun with my kids. They're getting bigger. They're able to do a lot more things than they were when we, when they were really little. Right. And we were kind of like doing the baby stuff. Now they're big girls. So, we're just having a lot of fun. We're just having so much fun. And I just love being able to say yes. I love being able to have that flexibility in my time back again for them, um, especially since they're in this new season and getting older and life is changing for them and they're busier. So it's kind of like their social calendar has taken over my life and I'm kind of like, okay, I'll fit my stuff in when I can. I mean, I still have plenty of um, time with my girlfriends and with the kids. And then also we manage every once in a while to spend quality time together without the kids, which is good for moms. We all need that. We all need uh, a refresher. Right. And just have an evening out with the girls without children is really fantastic too. So, to sum it up, basically, I have just come back to where I started. Right. I did this for my family and now I'm doing it this way for my family. So, it has like my desire and what drives me hasn't changed. But what I have changed is a little bit how I am intentionally spending my time because I ultimately started my business for my family too, to have more financial freedom and to do different things and be able to bless them in different ways because I was a business owner. And now I'm back to really focusing on blessing them and being a part of their life. And they really love that I cook for them. So it's like now I'm able to not just make dinner, but I like make lunch too while they're homeschooling and they just love it and they eat all the things. And it makes me so happy whenever I make something for them, I cook something for them and they enjoy it and they eat it all and they ask for it again. It just really fills my mama heart. So, you know, it's just, it's just for me, it's family. It's family. They will always come first, no matter Mm -hmm. what that looks like. Whether I'm working, I'm doing it for them. If I'm intentionally taking a break from work to spend time with them, it's for them too. So that's, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Again, we get into business not to take time away from having quality of life. We get into business because we went from where we want to have this quality of life where like you have the freedom of time to spend with your family in the way that you design it and not because someone else is designing your day for you. Because if you you work in a corporate environment, like I did for many years. And so my days were already planned out for me, nine to five, I worked and I worked for someone else. So they controlled my time. And I think what I love is that being an entrepreneur is that now I get to structure, like, what does my day look like? How do I want to show up? How much time do I want to work? And 
where does my quality of life come in? And it should be quality of life first and then everything else. So I truly love that. And of course, in our situation, and anyone who is a believer, they understand that it's God first and then everything else. And I believe that because everything I have is because of him. So I can't take credit for anything. I can only say thank you for the opportunities that come my way that are able that I'm able to like step into. And if they work out, as long as I allow him to lead me and I'm not trying to force a situation, then I could be so grateful for that. So I really love your story and like how you're able to come full circle back to nurturing those family bonds. Again, you still have your business. You've created it. He knew the story already before you did. And he knew that you'd end up back in this where you are right now. And it was because you allowed and trusted the process that now you have this beautiful lifestyle that you're leading with your family. So it's incredible. I love it. It is. Thank you. Yes, it's it's truly a blessing. And just as you were saying, when you put God first, he takes care of the rest. And yeah, these last five years in business have definitely taught me to trust him, to lean on him. And just allow him to guide because where he guides, he also provides, right? But if we want to go off on our own and go through the wilderness, like we can, but we shouldn't expect him to be the provision and to be guiding and leading in a direction that he never intended, right? So there's definitely learning those lessons along the way, but that also has deepened my faith. It has increased my trust and that's where in that season, in the obedience and in the humbleness and in seeking God and wanting him to guide, that's where the blessings begin to flow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So thanks so much for that. So let's talk about the future. Looking ahead at the next maybe two to three years ahead, what most excites you about growing your business and the entrepreneurs you support and what's on the horizon? Yeah. So I'm just really excited to see my clients thrive in business and basically experience all of the things that we talked about, right? Being confident in their why, being confident in themselves and who God made them to be, loving themselves, loving their business, creating those healthy boundaries so that they're not just surviving in business, but they're actually truly thriving, whether it looks like hiring employees or remaining a freelancer and being a solopreneur, but they have the time freedom to live their best life. Whatever that looks like for them, that's truly what I want to help them create. Create that business that they love and that they enjoy and love being a part of. And and being a business owner shouldn't be something that keeps you up at night. shouldn't be something that stresses you out. It should be something that lifts you up that encourages you, that allows you to be a blessing to your church and to other people, right? In your community, um, in any charities that you choose to support, but just that there's that aspect of paying it forward and creating that ripple effect of blessing. To me, as a believer who's also an entrepreneur, that's a big deal for me. It's not just about me and creating wealth for myself or for my family, but what is that wealth and financial security allow me to do for others that I wouldn't have been able to do before. So that's a huge aspect for me that I really want to pour into all of my clients and help them to thrive in that way as well. And then um, for me, I'm actually thinking about shifting gears a little bit and 
testing my creativity in writing some young adult novels, faith-based, of course. But yeah, I, I want my children to have literature aside from the Bible. We love the Bible. We read it every day, but they're kids, right? And they're, they're going to want to read other things. And so I was like, I could help to participate and create good, strong, family-value-based literature that is safe for young minds, that is encouraging to them, but still fun. It's fun to read, enjoyable, but something that's still uplifting. So that's what I am working on currently, my very first book. I'm really excited about it. So who knows how long it's going to take before you can buy it on Amazon. I don't know, but I will keep you updated. But yeah, that is the next business direction that I'm going because it allows me to really work on my own time. It's not client-based. It's just me when I feel prompted and the words come to me, I can really get lost in the story and I can just crank out sometimes a few chapters in a sitting And it's just been really great for me to expand on my creativity in that way, taking my love of writing social media content and stretching myself and expanding it into not just one book, but I have the vision and the dream of a series that hopefully gets published when it becomes popular. And that would be amazing too. So yeah, that's what I'm working on professionally on the side that we'll see what the Lord does with it over the next two or three years, but I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's exciting and I can't wait. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your journey for balancing faith, family, and business. You've been able to, it seems, have this beautiful story unveil before you because you allowed yourself to really listen and trust, like you were saying, trust is huge. Being able to trust his path for you, even though you might not have seen all of the the puzzle pieces, but you knew enough to trust in him that he would bring you along the journey. And I love that. Your passion for helping entrepreneurs thrive while enjoying life's adventures is truly inspirational. I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed because I have really gotten a lot out of our relationship. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you thinking of me, having me here, saying all the nice things that you said. Kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I love it. I love all of it. And I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And to our listeners, I hope that by hearing Lynette's story, that it leaves you feeling motivated to grow your business without compromising what matters most. When you stay true to yourself, anything is possible. Now, be sure to check the show notes if you want to explore Lynette's coaching to level up your social media in a values-driven way. Her guidance can help you find alignment and make your own impact. I can say again from experience that that has been the case for me. Working with Lynette has truly changed my perspective and how I show up on social media. Wishing you all blessings ahead. And until next time, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women 
uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electricast. Electricast.